on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. The three of us, the three amigos, we're all back. We're all together again. Finally, it's been, I don't know, a month. Uh, we are talking retro beer ratings with rock bottom in your house. It was not the best, not the worst, though. Not the worst we've seen. I think it was better than some recent WWE pay-per-views we've seen, but it's up for debate a little bit. Uh, and then some very tough news in the wrestling world this week revolving around Scott Hall and some less tough news uh, about Big E that we're going to cover during SmackDown when we talk about that. And SmackDown and Raw give us more build to WrestleMania. Uh, NXT 2.0, more build to stand and deliver. That card is really starting to come together. And Dynamite, pretty much just like Fallout from, from Revolution. Was this the... This was the second week since Revolution. It was? Yeah, Scorpio Sky won the title on the week, the one after. Whoa, dude, spoilers. That was last week's episode. We <laughs> talked about it on air. I watched it on the show. Look, dude, I get drunk, all right? Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I remember that now. I was in a hotel. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hotel, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, yeah. How could I forget? But yeah, that's what's coming up on this episode. It's going to be a fun one, especially talking retro pay-per-views, retro beer ratings. I love these. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. Are you guys ready to go? Yep. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 48 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan, and I'm joined by Joe and Chad this week. We're all back. How's everyone doing? Good. I'm better. It's Joe's, a rough week. Joe's fine. <laughs> one, <laughs> one, of us, one of us gets out of having a really shitty schedule at that place and the other one goes into a shitty schedule at their new place yeah <laughs> i'm finally not going to be sad boy this episode uh, last couple times that i've been able to join it's just been all right let's do this thing <laughs> <laughs> that's me today i'll take that role <laughs> chad's very sad uh it's all right dill will be sad next week so I will be. I <laughs> the, 
So I'm not I'm not going to say that I won't be here next week because I, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't be able to make make it because I don't need to be at that place on the weekends. So the 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 problem is when we record next week, I'm almost definitely not going to have watched any wrestling. So, yeah, I'm not excited for next week at that place for me. Um, I'll be here for moral support, but I'm going to lean heavily on the both of you for talking about wrestling. Luckily, we yeah. have a retro pay-per-view that I think I've watched at least two of the matches on it before. So I'll be able to talk a little bit about it. I also fully plan on watching it this weekend when I have time to. Yeah, you can at least get the the, the retro pay-per-view SmackDown and Rampage, and then we'll take care of the other shows. Speak for yourself, bud. <laughs> Sounds like I'll take care of the other shows. <laughs> you know how dangerous it is to drive and watch wrestling at the same time. Yeah, I can imagine. I've not I've been doing a lot of that. <laughs> I think I think I did that last year. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was last year for WrestleMania. I was I'm on my way. Of- I was on my way to that place and I was just watching it uh on my way there. I think for I want to say it was like it was one of the two nights. I can't remember, but I just couldn't not watch it. Yeah. Not last year. That had to have been two years ago. Because last year we were we all watched it together. That's when Adam and Adam were here. Maybe it was Sunday. a different pay-per-view then. I do Summer remember. Slam. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, because you definitely yeah. worked because I was off. Whoa, dude. We don't use the W word. You went to that place where I was not <laughs> there that night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into the news. There's just one obvious thing we got to talk about. Uh Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, passed away uh, this past Monday. They announced it on Raw. Terrible stuff. Uh, he, I want to say it was Sunday, correct? He, he suffered three heart attacks, and then they put him on life support. Yeah, it was like a failed surgery, and it caused a blood clot to move from his like leg or arm or something into his heart, which caused him to have repeated heart attacks rough which is awful yeah so he had to go on life support he was on it for what seemed yeah what seemed like almost a day and then the family made the call to go ahead and take him off of it and then just by looking online at what people were saying it seemed like he was still he was still with us for like at least another like four hours uh, until he finally passed and WWE was like the first like they I, I believe they were the first people to break the news at all and when they broke it basically just on raw with the opening before like the music hit and may and dedicate the episode to him I did I did enjoy a lot of the dedication stuff to him this week yeah yeah uh, specifically Kevin Owens yeah, Kevin yeah, Owens, the most. and then Britt Baker's ring gear this week. And oh, Priest. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the ring gear and then Priest, uh, even though he was already hitting it, like doing the razor's edge in his match with Finn Balor. 
when they yeah. went to do the the video they had it introduced by like the raw announced team and Corey graves just seemed devastated it was like tough to listen to yeah like Corey Corey's like voice was breaking and he like just had to rush through it to like get the video going because he was struggling to talk about it yeah yeah he had a bit he like obviously had a big impact on on the wrestling community as a whole so it was a big hit to I feel just morale of the of the locker rooms in general. Damn, dude. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. I'll just go ahead and say the quote because why not? Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. It's fucking. That's that's just legit. Rest in peace. Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. man. I think I'm going to go watch that ladder match this week. Yeah, that's, that'd be a good one. But if you if you end up that, <laughs> I was going to say if you end up not if you end up missing out on something else, dude, I'm going to fucking kill you. I don't know how cuz you're not in South Carolina anymore, but I'll find a way. Um one more little bit of news. Uh this just broke a few hours ago. I saw uh, Cody Rhodes has allegedly saying that for legal purposes officially assigned or officially signed with WWE. Who was your source here? Mike Johnson. Sean Ross Sapp. <laughs> I was about to say that's not good. <laughs> uh, there was people saying like PW Insider broke it. Yeah, the article. Dude, I'll believe I whatever I see on Twitter. The this article, one, the article I'm reading right now says Mike Johnson, PW Insider, confirms Cody Rhodes is signed. Multiple sources have confirmed Rhodes inked his deal about 10 to 14 days ago, and the plan for him is to debut at WrestleMania and be on Raw. Yep. Motherfucker. Definitely so, could have been the fucking Jacksonville episode. But I yeah. think it'll mean more for people like uh, people not like us that that don't get all the wrestling news, I think it will it will mean more to be a surprise debut at WrestleMania. So here's my thing. Like the the Raw this past week was in Jacksonville. That was the perfect time to do it. The Jacksonville crowd would have known who he was. You could have gotten a good pop out of that. The storyline yeah, made sense. I just don't get why they didn't do it. I agree with you. But at the same time, they may be looking for that big Hardy Boys at 33 pop that at Mania. But you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it if everyone's expecting it. I was not expecting the Hardy Boys at Mania 33. No one was. Chad? Yeah, but that was also, that was, well, first of all, you know how my pop was for that. But I mean, it was a different era back then when we didn't have like 70 insiders telling us everything that happens right before it happens. But it's not like the internet didn't exist. Yeah, I agree, but we didn't know about it. So there might have been people who knew about it for sure, and they're going to feel the same way as the we feel about this Cody thing. And all of our listeners are going to feel about this Cody thing, hopefully. All they're going to be like me, and they're going to be excited that Cody has an opportunity to maybe start fresh, and then we have an opportunity to watch a fresh Cody that we all fell in love with years ago. Yep, and then in two years, he'll be stale again, and we're going to hate him. We're going to hate the shit out of him. It's okay. I don't he'll think be two on years his, in the future. He'll be on his second or third WWE title run. They're gonna Roman Reigns the shit out of him, dude. Like <laughs> that not, guy is not, gonna not be current. a raw champion, hundred percent. Not current Roman Reigns. 
Yeah, he's going to be the first. Watch, he's going to be the first one to earn the new Raw Championship after uh, Roman Reigns unites the Universal and WWE. I would put money on that shit. <laughs> oh, he man. can add that to his list of accolades, along with ended racism and ended Universal title unifications. He ended racism. <laughs> I can't yeah, remember. Never won the WWE Championship. Nope. Fuck you, Cody. Fuck you, AEW, Cody. We don't hate you yet, WWE, Cody. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> now. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into the retro pay-per-view from this week. This week, we had Rock Bottom in your house. Uh, I had seen some stuff. I said it last week when I closed out the show that I had seen some stuff online before. Uh, I think it was like in some lists of like, ranking all of the in your house pay-per-views and this one seemed to be universally at or near the bottom no pun intended uh i didn't think it was terrible it wasn't the worst it definitely was not the worst one we've seen it was not capital carnage it was not capital carnage that's for sure (laughs) that was fucking terrible it was a week after capital carnage though yeah um, was it really like what, seven days? Yep. Oh, yeah. Shit. Uh, let's start with signs. Does anyone have signs? Because I have like 10. I have a few. I don't have that many, though. I have a pretty good amount. Uh, they're just not spaced out well. Actually, I don't have that many, but it's okay. All right. Okay, Chad, you go ahead. I'll start with mine because I only have four and see if you guys have any of these. Um, well, give me give me your favorite one. HPK is a sellout bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not my favorite one, but that made my list. Joe? I got a guy or, or a sign that says, Godfather, give us your hosts. Because we're in that era now. Okay, Fine. yeah. I had I had a sign that said, we'll take the hosts. So it's uh, similar. Um, I'm just going to go with my favorite one. Uh, boobs make me smile. <laughs> front row right there off the like the right side of the ring front row in the corner boobs make me smile (laughs) excellent sign i saw one that said val venus the people's porn star yep and i thought that one was really good (laughs) uh i got a new one to add to the list oh yep okay god damn it gabe Gabe. is a homo gabe is a homo (laughs) no idea who gabe is unfortunate gabe that he's been called out on national television on pay-per-view even yeah so rude um gabe's nice (laughs) i'm sure it is what else what else do you guys have i i have i have a a bunch more i have bottom feeder 316 i did not see that one (laughs) that one was good and then I had one the last one I have says uh Americans are fat lazy slobs yeah (laughs) Because this, uh, so for perspective, this was in Vancouver, so it wasn't some American holding up the sign, just shitting on itself. I saw a sign that said "I am the Blue Blazer," which uh, I think we all know was is not true, because it was not Owen Hart holding up that sign. Very way true. to ruin it. Spoilers. Um, Spoilers. Speaking of Owen Hart, I saw a sign that said "Lethal Nugget Owen Hart." Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, I saw saw a sign that said "I steal cable." 
that's what the that's like a jury rigged uh jury rigged fire stick nowadays is the yeah. same thing you know um Jeez, that, was a, that was a huge thing back in the day huh yeah stealing cable <laughs> like tapping into someone's cable line you know, yeah was, 99 that was the that was the hotness <laughs> and then uh my last one i don't know how you guys didn't see this one because it 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 took up the screen for a solid second by itself get naked oh yes yeah, I, I did one. have that i just i just didn't yeah. write it down oh, okay i did a bad job of organizing my quotes and my signs this week oh i gotcha okay before we start the first match though i do want to point out this is our first michael cole pay-per-view at commentary yep yeah. so this was after the survivor series or cap no cap- capital carnage was a week carnage, earlier yeah, that's true jr had the um the bell's palsy attack bell's, yeah, palsy yeah not a stroke yeah that was uh that was king they said on air though that he had like some family issue with his mother that he needed to go see and i was like i think they're just covering down for him not being yeah there. yeah i noticed the same thing yeah i think and so too hbk is back as the commissioner of raw yeah we must have missed a good raw that week yeah I think he has been around since Survivor Series, like uh, like a, a week or two after that is when he came back okay. and he kind of aligned himself with the corporation is where we're yeah. at with storylines here. That uh, The first match was a tag team match at Val Venus and the Godfather. Let's get our first with look hose. at the Godfather with his hose oh. versus Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown. Uh yeah, '90s wrestling, The Godfather and the Ho Train. They are more than '90s wrestling in a few matches, but <laughs> this was our first taste of '90s wrestling. The, yeah. the hose came out. Here. The hose, um, and then D'Lo brought his hose, uh, Terry Runnels and Jacqueline. They have a tag team name, and the only reason I know that is because I have a wrestling card from 1998 and '99 that have them as a tag team, but I don't know what it is. Terry and Jacqueline. Yeah, they have a tag team name. Oh, I'll ask Jeeves. Pretty sure Val Venus and Godfather had a tag team name too. I just don't remember what they weren't called that during this. I'm pretty sure, and they entered separately. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so from uh, from the conversations before the match, we had Val Venus in typical fashion. Uh, he's got a quote. He said, I've got the Yule log if you've got the fireplace. (laughs) He said that to he said that to the Godfather's hose after he offered the (laughs) offered them up to Valvinus for the night. (laughs) Because this is just this is just this that was in 1998. That was just guys being dudes. Hey, you wanna you wanna uh, a share of my hose for the night? You want to hear some 90s wrestling garbage? Their tag team name was PMS, the Pretty Mean Sisters. <laughs> you say 90s garbage, but I wouldn't be surprised in like mid mid 2010s if that was a tag team name. The PMS, like Team yeah. Bad is almost as bad as yeah. <laughs> PMS. Oh my god, dude. What the fuck? Um <laughs> the the hose and uh team PMS almost tussle outside of the ring during this match pretty mean sisters i love it (laughs) (laughs) can't get over it (laughs) trying to move on and joe just can't get over it i like what the fuck dude what kind of tag team name is that 
short for PMS and they're like villainous. It makes sense. The 90s were great. But there's one time a month where they just... (laughs) (laughs) That would be so funny if that was like written into the storyline. It's like once, like once every four... Yeah. yeah, once every four episodes of Raw, they just get super mean and bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> Their faces seventy five percent of the time, and then just once a fucking week, yeah, once a month, <laughs> they just go fucking batshit crazy and start beating people up with like just start hitting people with chairs and shit. And then the next <laughs> week, they're like, "I don't even remember doing that. What are you talking about? I didn't do that." <laughs> Who won this match? By the way, I don't even remember. Uh, uh so Jacqueline interfered and then D'Lo and Mark Henry got the win. Yeah. Uh Jacqueline interfered specifically. She pulled down Val Venus's trunks to reveal that Val was wearing a thong. Indeed. Her, dude. Indeed. Seems uncomfortable. A thong under your your wrestling trunks? Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. But I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know either. Joe? Joe? I've experienced worn a thong under my wrestling trunks. He had to clarify the specific half of that sentence because he's worn a thong before. He just <laughs> <laughs> uh but this no. got a <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this got a beer and a quarter. Um, They're really comfortable, I swear. <laughs> uh and then we had <coughs> Quite quite the match. Uh trash. The, the headbangers versus the oddities. The oddities are back. Um one of the yeah, one like of them a good thing. Yeah, the, it wasn't. There I will say, like Kurgan, the super tall dude, just doing like like j- whatever the fuck he was, he was just gyrating inside of the ring for like half the match. They clarified during this match that what was his name? Kurgan? The fat Kurgan, guy? Kurgan, no, the fat guy, I think, was Golga. Golga. Golga's okay. the fat guy. But yeah, the they, clarify, they clarified during this that Golga has the mind of a child, that he has a mental dis, uh, mental disability, and he has the mind <laughs> of a child, and that his favorite show is South Park. Yeah. And he was carrying around a, 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 a Cartman plush that yeah. eventually Luna Vachon got. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Luna Vachon showed up. I forgot yeah, that. Yeah, she, she was back. with the oddities. Um, I didn't count as a return because apparently they they had talked about how she was on that all of them were on Raw the week before. Yeah. Um, speaking of her, I have a Jerry Lawler quote. Jerry said, "Every time I look at Luna's face, I think she should put the bag back on." Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Um. Also, the oddities—they were pretty over here with this crowd. Which is, they? maybe, they, maybe just, they were Canadian or something. I don't know, but it just further proves the point that like dumb shit gets over. Yeah, yeah this was dumb shit. Uh, but and the headbangers win the match with the fucking flying crossbody. That's all it took. Yeah, uh, it got three quarters of a beer. It wasn't good. It was comical at times. But that was about it. Uh, and then we had Owen Hart versus Steve Blackman. This was a weird match. match. It was weird. I guess Owen Hart had previously uh, 
I don't know, retired, and then he came back for this. Yeah, they said he retired after he broke or injured Dan Severn's neck. I don't remember that, but at that point, that's a trend. Owen Hart breaking two people's <laughs> necks. Uh, I didn't hate this match, uh, but I did hate the ending. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what happened. Oh, Walked Owen off. Hart just walks off. <laughs> oh yeah, I wrote down Hart. Hart just gets himself counted out. What the it, fuck? We're like a we're like a beer and a half, and like some good two point like two count finishes when this just ends. It was getting good, and then it just did not end well this then it was over this ending reminded me of something that wwe would do nowadays yeah on a pay-per-view uh, excuse <laughs> me premium live event um i, I have for wrestlemania backlash it's gonna be great oh my god yeah <laughs> uh canada chanted u.s sucks during this match yeah so um that's not very cool canada I'll just say that. And then I had a Jerry Lawler quote for this match as well. Um, really showing his intelligence here. He said, a day without sunshine is like night. Yep. <laughs> That's what he said. I was, I heard him say that and I was like, you're absolutely right. King. That's like, <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> this is why you're the king right here. It's like, dude, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then I think I think Chad already said it, but this, this match got a beer and a half. <laughs> Back. Um, next was the Job Squad versus the Brood. Jesus, what is the Job Squad, and why is this a thing, dude? The Job Squad is just another one of those dumb gimmicks that got over because Al Snow carried a a mannequin head. With Bob Holly and Scorpio, dude, I thought I thought Scorpio looked pretty good in this match. I thought this Scorpio wasn't terrible. Was good. He just he never got over in the WWF. Yeah, he was big in WCW but, before he came over. Yeah, so so something I caught from this was that Dwayne Gill is still around and he's part of the Job Squad, and apparently he took the the or. What do they call it? Light heavyweight. Light heavyweight championship from Christian. Gilberg is a champion right now. Yeah. He's not Gilberg yet. Right now he's Dwayne Gill. Uh, and yeah, he, he took the title off Christian. And I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia after watching this event. I saw that he went up. He defended the title successfully in the, I guess, Monday Night Heat. Or Sunday, he, Sunday night heat. Yeah, he defended the title successfully against Matthew Hardy. Ooh, <laughs> that's not a crime. I don't know what is. Oh Jesus, Dwayne Gill. We haven't. I'm not being get, dumb here, yes. right? We have not seen the Hardys yet, right? No, we have not. Okay, because like two or three pay per views ago, I mentioned that I saw on the Wikipedia that they got their first heat match, but we haven't seen them in an actual match yet. Yeah, I'm excited for right that. Now they're, they're just on heat. Very excited to see the Hardys. Um, one thing, uh, the one thing I wanted to point out from this one was uh, during the Broods entrance, where Gangrel takes uh, like he's got the the cup of quote unquote blood that he 
drinks and then spits out all over the fucking place. Oh yeah, I know what you're gonna say. I think it was Michael Cole. It was like he just spits that red liquid everywhere. It's like you just are we just not allowed to say the word blood? And then he I also remember called Billy Gunn BA the whole time. The whole oh, time, yeah. Yeah. It, one one time he said badass. And uh I guess I guess DX are faces now. Uh, but one time he said badass, and then uh King was like, Yeah, would you want someone like that representing your company? We'll talk we'll talk more about that match later. But I just like every time he refused to say badass, and then he like shamefully said badass later in the night. Yeah. Or later in the match. <laughs> it was just it was just crazy to me that like during the entrance he just like had to call it red liquid. And I think I remember like blood is like one of the words that Vince doesn't allow the announcers to say or something like that. Like if yeah, you think but, about it, like every time somebody bleeds, they say busted open. Like they don't say they never say blood. Yeah, but like six months before this pay-per-view, we had that first blood match. That's oh my point. god. That we did. Oh my god. That we did. Times have changed in the retro world. I guess Sometimes so. Times they are changing. But literally just for the word blood, not for anything else. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have to we're blood. gonna have to wait a very long time to <laughs> stop uh, treating women the way that we do in 1998. Holy shit! And by this we, I mean WWF. This pay per view. Yeah, I, I swear I was not treating women like this in 1998. <laughs> I was. I was. Uh, I would hope not. You're six years old, four or five years old. Yeah. Yeah. Just about four. Four. Um. The Brood won. I don't really have any like highlights from this. No, this me was neither. Good. It was I, just I thought a, this was good. It was just a match that was good, and it happened. Ooh. Uh, uh, one thing I wanted to point out, and I don't know if you guys realized it. I think it was. I think it was King. Referred to head as something different. He said a wooden or plastic head or whatever it is. It's no longer plaster. Huh. Thank God. We're identifying yeah, materials correctly. Now it's either wood or plastic. <clears throat> Could be anything. Who knows? Except what they had been previously calling it. Which... <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So that got a beer and a half. And then the next match, we had ourselves a good old-fashioned <laughs> strip tease match where... The loser, if you were if you're if you're the loser and your name's Gold Dust, you would have to strip. And if you're the loser and your name's Jeff Jarrett, Deborah would have to strip. <laughs> because why the fuck not? Um, the nineties were great. Yeah, and then uh, Jerry Lawler quote from this one. Obviously, uh, he asked Cole, "Have you ever seen a woman strip?" And by that, I mean, I, I mean, one that you didn't have to inflate. Yeah, so I remember that one. That's the I got only a, quote I wrote down. I got a quote from this match. Looks like I got two quotes from this match, but I've only deciphered one of my bad handwriting so far. Uh, it was it made me think that that King was going to be hanging out with Chad and Shane McMahon. Oh, uh, King oh, said, I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, King King was talking to Michael Cole. He says, 
I was going to move a little bit further away from you if you said you wanted gold dust to lose. <laughs> yeah. So, now we know that that Jerry the King Lawler is very, afraid to be close to Gabriel. Very, people. very homophobic. Yeah. 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 Like that's not something we already knew. <laughs> You're acting like that's new news. Um, Deborah with a fucking deadly guitar shot on gold dust during this match somehow the ref didn't hear the guitar shot nor did he see the remnants of the guitar laying in the ring after it happened nor did I he see this nor did he see deborah leaving the ring after he turned around and she was still in the ring getting out but you know I, what uh, we'll just let that one slide i googled this one this referee taught aubrey edwards everything she knows so oh really <laughs> No, I don't just, know if you're joking. Dude, I thought you were being serious, and I was like, <laughs> "It makes so much sense." So one one of the one of the things I realized during this pay per view specifically is Mike Chioto is actually one of the best referees in the company. I've always liked him. Yeah, in, him, in terms him, of like actually like knowing what the fuck is going on around him. Yeah, him. Charles Robinson's probably number two. And then probably Earl Hebner. Yeah. As far as like being aware of your surroundings and knowing what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Catching catching a heel in the act of of doing some some shady shit. <laughs> I, I've deciphered my uh, my second quote. It was also a Jerry Lawler quote. He calls Deborah McMichaels one of the finest women to ever walk the street. <laughs> didn't hear that one. <laughs> oh my god dude, how's this dude still have a job i have no idea and we know he still has a job because he was on raw two weeks ago or yeah, smackdown if there's ever a, a cancel movement based on our uh like a review of our retro reviews we're gonna get sued for defamation by by jerry the king lawler bring it on i don't care <laughs> What's he going to do? Fire me? Yeah. I will gladly be fired from my other job. That place. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like trying to think of like a, do I say that place? I don't know. Um, so the ending or like the, the result of the strip tease here was, or it was, it was kind of iffy. So the end of the match Deborah interferes and it's very obvious. And then Jeff Jarrett gets the pin. So Goldust is about to have to strip. And then Commissioner Shawn Michaels comes out to the ring and informs uh, Deborah and Goldust that Goldust has won the match via disqualification and that Deborah would have to strip to the delight of the Vancouver crowd. And then she almost got naked but was stopped by none other than the blue blazer. That son of a bitch. Thanks, Owen. I don't know if that one was Owen. I don't if know. If it's not Owen, who is it then? Maybe well, it was like a retribution type thing where it's just like I the think, blue blazer was a being until they assigned it to Owen Hart. I think that I think that's actually what happened. Like it cuz there was a clip before the Owen Hart match that had Owen Hart and the Blue Blazer 
in the same camera well, shot yeah, but together. Then they, but then they it ended up being uh, it ended up not actually being the blue blazer because he takes his mask off, and I'm pretty sure it was it was Steve uh, Blackman. It was Steve Blackman. So it was it was a fake blue blazer at that point. Those goddamn and, and was, fake blue blazers always getting us. Yeah, sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, he he did it to. And I, I thought that that was that was kind of an indication that that Owen Hart was going to be the Blue Blazer because it surprised Owen Hart, like when I was watching the clip. But maybe I'm yeah. thinking too too hard for '90s wrestling or wrestling in general. Maybe just a just a little bit. <laughs> um, strip tease match, beer and a quarter. Yeah, not the best. Can we just That's never do a strip tease match again? <laughs> I don't think that in the current wrestling that we watch, we will see a striptease match. Now we've got, we got years of retro pay-per-views to go, yeah. bro. There's <laughs> yeah, a decent but... chance we see many more matches of this type. Maybe not yeah. call the striptease match, but we're gonna see some shit. Uh, was anybody at least a little bit like, oh, I kind of hope that Goldust loses this match because <laughs> I think he'd be hilarious. <laughs> just, to, just to see just to see what uh, color thong he was wearing, Joe, <laughs> under his wrestling trunks. Probably yeah. the same one Joe's wearing right now. <laughs> oh, Lord. Is that what you were curious about? No. Yeah, <laughs> Joe's actually a thong enthusiast. He probably knows I, the brand, the maker. I, I knew... <laughs> Joe, all right. Top three favorite hobby, brands. <laughs> top three favorite brands of thongs. Go. I, Hanes. <laughs> <laughs> Fruit of the loom. <laughs> jo- jockey. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Um. <sighs> All right, next match, tag team championships. Uh, New Age Outlaws versus Big Boss Man and Ken Shamrock of Corporation. This was so long. Dude, The there was a part, and it dominated the almost the entirety of the match, where Road Dog was just in there getting the shit kicked out of him, looking for the hot tag. He finally did get a tag at one point, and the ref didn't fucking see it. Yeah, <laughs> and he—I'm pretty sure, like, it, for it seemed like this match lasted twenty fucking minutes, and Road Dog was in there without the BA Billy Gunn, as Michael Cole would say, <laughs> for like ninety percent of it. That's a definitely accurate effect. It was like an eighteen-minute yeah. match, and he was in there for God knows how long. Yeah, in the beginning, I think he started the match, and there were a couple tags in and out. But then you're absolutely right; it was like ten to fifteen minutes of of uh, Road Dog just getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah, and then I think this was the same ref. This was Tim White. I think this is the same ref from earlier that I had an issue with for some reason, but I can't remember what. But. I'm just gonna jump straight to the end because, like we literally just said, the majority of the match was just dominated by Boss Man and Shamrock, just beating the shit out of Road Dog, and then finally, um, the the Outlaws they win, but right before that, 
uh, was it? It was Shawn Michaels who was out there with the corporation. The ref was going to make a count that would for sure give the outlaws the win. And Michaels pulls Tim White out of the ring. All he does is pull him out of the ring and then like, like not doesn't even like really shove him, just like puts his finger on his chest and yells at him a little bit. And yeah, then basically shit- tells him that that the New Age Outlaws are not allowed to win. Yeah. So then the fucking the outlaws, like some shit happens in the ring, and the outlaws are ready to get the pin. And Tim White gets back in the ring and makes the count as if he had gotten the fucking shit beat out of him for like five minutes out there. He makes like that slow ref count that they do when they've gotten bumped. But all he did was get pulled out of the ring. <laughs> I was just like, like a what, Tim White thing. What the do. fuck are you doing, Tim White? Tim White was wild. The we're gonna see it in like 2005, and he's gonna have that suicide storyline. It's gonna be weird as fuck. I we used suicide storylines. Totally forgot about that. He tries to kill himself on every episode of SmackDown for like a year. And then the whole time, they're just like showing clips of him jumping off buildings, like drinking excessively, like pulling out a gun. And it was supposed to be like a comedic set on SmackDown. Not funny. Doesn't seem funny at all. I vaguely remember that. And just... Just wow. We got strip teases and a guy who eventually tries to kill himself like 365 times. Yeah, it's a lot of times. All in one show. Uh, This got two and a quarter beers. Not the highest rated, but. Twas close. Was not a high rated card. All right. Next match. The Rock versus Mankind. Ooh, nice. For the WWF Championship. This is The Rock's pay-per-view. Titled Rock Bottom. He said it himself. And we watched it. And he didn't even main event. Yep. To be fair, they he also said that all of the future pay-per-views were going to be named after him. Nope. And yeah, I don't think we got any of those ever again. In fact, in your house was, this is the second to last in your house pay-per-view. Yeah. Pretty sure. There's only one more. It's the one after the rumble in 99. What's it called? St. St. Valentine's day massacre. Oh, yeah, we've done that on NXT. Yeah. Like just, just a weekly show. Something like Where's that. You? Yeah. What'd they do this year? I thought it was the same Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh, Vengeance Day. That's what they call oh, it. Oh, it was Vengeance, it was Vengeance Day. Day. That's what they call it now. Man. Got it. Um, Yeah, Vince McMahon just, you know, making up rules as the match goes. Uh. Mankind was just doing his normal thing. He did use the stairs as a weapon, but just using the environment as one would do during a normal singles match. And McMahon just grabs the mic and just yells at the ref. He's like, the next time he does 
literally anything, disqualify him. <laughs> and then they they got back out to the ring and he threw the rock over the table and starting to beat the shit out of him while he's like laying on the announcer chairs and didn't get disqualified. So I don't really know. Don't really know what to say about that. I haven't watched this match yet. You've never seen it? No. Yeah. So so yeah, it, it started out with uh with the rock being injured, storyline injured. Uh and they didn't want the rock to have to defend his title, but previously they, they said that if the rock is unable to compete for whatever reason, that that uh mankind would win the title and then there was a in-ring segment before the match started where vince mcmahon tried to convince mankind to change the contract to not be that for that not to be the case and then mankind basically said you have to admit that i never said that i quit because i would never say that uh foreshadowing a little bit i guess yeah Uh, for yeah he said he said, you have to admit that I, I never quit. And Vince McMahon refused to do that. So then Mankind ripped up the contract and the match started. And then, yeah, it was just a lot of violence, a lot of corrupt corporation stuff. And then eventually, Mankind won the match. And we were like, oh, this is where Mankind wins his uh, WWE, his first WWF championship. And then Vince McMahon takes the mic again, and he's like, "No, no, no! The championship can ever can only change hands via pinfall or disqualification or submission." No, not disqualification. He said pinfall oh, or submission, sorry. and pinfall he was like, or submission, and it was a technical knockout. Yeah, he just he choked he he hit the uh, the mandible claw on the rock, and the rock just passed out, so they called it. Yeah. See, I tried to watch this match earlier, and uh, as soon as Mankind came out, my older sister started asking a lot of questions about uh, if he's supposed to be walking like that or if he was drunk. <laughs> and then I kept I kept responding with, yeah, it's fine. He's Mankind. And then she at one point got so frustrated with that response. She goes, I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean. Who is Mankind? To which I said, Foley. Mick Foley is God. And then she just got really frustrated. And so I just tried to explain the entire backstory of Mick Foley. Foley so, is God. Foley is God. All right. You know what you you know what you need to do. One, you need to find time to do this. Two, huh. <laughs> just show her the hell in a cell match. Yeah. Then she will think Foley is God. Because she'll be like, how the fuck did he get up? That plus the edge and him mania match, and she'll be like, Holy shit, this dude's crazy. Or the Randy Orton and him backlash 2004 oh, match. So good. Yeah, dude. It's got to be pretty close to him retiring, huh? Was that 2005? The Edge and Foley match was 06 at oh, Mania uh, 22. No. A simple no would have sufficed. <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> if I would have said no, you would have been like, well, when was it, Dick? <laughs> It's not even your name. I don't. Why, why would I say that? You would have been calling me a dick. That's what I'm getting at. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 
we've uh, pretty much explained how this entire match goes. Yeah, sorry about that. I kind of took the wheel. This got three beers. Highest rated match on the card. Which is surprising because the main event was The Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in a Buried Alive match. I was kind of expecting this to get a lot of beers. And it really didn't. It was all right. Yeah, I mean, there were lives on the line during this match, which is what Michael Cole said. <laughs> Literal lives on the line. So uh, whoever lost the match was going to die. <laughs> the other person, <laughs> the winner gets to compete at the Royal Rumble. So it's <laughs> Royal Rumble or death. <laughs> <laughs> only two options nothing I guess this is where he becomes the dead man right uh-huh. wait spoilers dude everyone knows the undertake oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I guess this is how Stone Cold Steve Austin becomes the dead man <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no the undertaker uh, he did lose this match um, Joe, I, I want you to talk about the, the thing that you texted while you were watching this match, because I hadn't watched it yet. And as soon as I got to that part, I just started busting out laughing as I was watching this. Yeah. So the entire time, the commentary team is talking about the, the dimensions of this fucking grave that they're going to be buried alive in. And they keep on talking about how it's a six foot deep hole and both of them are standing up and the, the hole is up to their waist. <laughs> so I said, I said, Undertaker must be 12 feet tall because if that's a six feet <laughs> hole, it's going up to his waist. <laughs> it was, it's just like classic, <laughs> just like classic hyperbole by like a WWE announced team. Specifically Cole. Yeah. Cole is here and he's exaggerating. He's already <laughs> doing it. I already hate him. I miss JR. I want JR yeah. back. JR was back for WrestleMania, I think. I think WrestleMania was his first time back, and that's when he turns. They try and turn him heel, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, I don't want I heel JR. That's the, I think that's the storyline that's about to come up is heel JR, and it's just Why not going to work. That? Why are we doing storylines with fucking commentators? Why are you asking? Fast about forward to 2022 when commentators are having matches at WrestleMania, but all respect to Pat McAfee, he's he's great in the ring. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I just wish it was Corey Graves versus him. Still, yeah. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Oof. Um. The they were they were fighting. There was a point in the match where they were fighting like above the grave site, like on top of the mound. And uh, there was one of the fans decided to throw a big gulp at them. Dick. Like a, a big, big, like 32 ounce, big gulp. Just How threw they it get right that at him. arena. I have it was no in the 90s, man. Yeah, no 90s. outside food or beverages. 90s wrestling, dude. I mean, maybe they bought it inside the arena. I wonder how much do you think a beer in the arena costs in 1998? Less than it does now. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Chad. You're welcome. 
and then uh, we got a we got a surprise appearance from Kane during this match, who <laughs> <laughs> appeared out of the grave. <laughs> there was an explosion in the grave, and then all of a sudden, Kane crawled out of it after <laughs> they've been fighting in this this grave <laughs> for most of the match, <laughs> and then he disappears. <laughs> He disappears as soon as Stone Cold Steve Austin brings in a, a fucking ex- extractor or whatever that fucking back. It was a backhoe. Oh, they called it a backhoe. As soon as Stone Cold drives through the arena with a backhoe, Kane just disappears. <laughs> what the and absolute fuck is a backhoe? It's 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 a it's an excavator. I, excavator, yeah, excavator oh, okay. is what I meant to say. And, yeah, and then. It seemed like the operator of the excavator just didn't know what he was doing because he could not like he comes in Dude. with a, an excavator <laughs> full of full of dirt and dumps it on him. And then he keeps on trying to drag the dirt onto the undertaker and he just misses every time. He was the worst driver, <laughs> worst backhoe operator I've ever seen in my life. Like what in the fuck was like who hired this dude? This guy sucks. <laughs> What's like the worst job job finder website you can think of? That's where they found this guy. Craigslist, I guess. <laughs> Craigslist. <laughs> so bad. Eventually, Airpoint. eventually, like Jerry Lawler's over there is like, can you even see him anymore? And if they had panned the camera down, you definitely would have been able to still see him. Yeah, and you would have been able to see him like doing like the the trap door shit or however they fake the. I I just don't think the, they put a lot the of buried dirt. alive. I just don't think they put a lot of dirt in there. There has to be a trap door. House was fucking Kane inside of the fucking grave. Okay, that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> N- not to mention, he was in there all night. They probably yeah. snuck him in. There may be like a way to get into that mound from the side or something. There was no way he was in there for two hours and two and a half fucking hours. I don't know. We're talking about a mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. It's a valid point. You completely changed my opinion with that very important piece of information. We're also talking about Derpy King. Derpy, Derpy. Derpy. <laughs> We're not at Derpy King yet. Calm down. Yeah, his mask is still on. We don't know how derpy he looks yet. That's true. Um, yeah, and then so they call the match after the the backhoe driver attempts to dump some dirt on Austin, shovels some dirt on, and they call it. Austin gets in the ring, drinks some beer, pours one ref. out. Yeah, with the ref, pours one out for the homies on the grave, and. Uh, that was it. Two and a quarter beers. And now I guess uh I guess Stone Cold's gonna be in the Royal Rumble this year. Yeah. I wonder if he'll uh do well. How many Flash. beers did you say? What number? Uh total or the for that match? Both. Two and a quarter for the match. I did not say the total yet, but it was thirteen point seven five beers. Not great. That's like bottom 10, I'm pretty sure. Not Capital Carnage bad. That is true. Thanks for that. Thanks for for having us watch Capital (laughs) Carnage. Yeah, I can't thank you enough for that. 
You enjoyed it. I did not at all. Zero it was awful. Percent. <laughs> Zero enjoyment of Capital Carnage. Zero. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's get into the weekly recap. We'll start with SmackDown. There's a lot to cover here. Well, a couple big things to cover here. So we, Chad and I, received the breaking news last week while we were recording about Big E. It was uh, Big E's video that he sent out that he did indeed suffer a broken neck on SmackDown last week. So we definitely hate Ridge Holland now. But I don't know if it's like, is is it really like fault to put on Ridge Holland or is it like unfair to do it a little bit? I'm not sure. I've watched the clip a bunch of times. Uh, Do I think that Ridge Holland is a wrestler that protects the people he's wrestling with? No. No. But it's one of those shit happens things and Biggie is staying positive and he's not like tweeting out that he that like fuck this guy. So I'll stick with Biggie on this one. Yeah, same. And, and just maintain a, a positive attitude about it and just wait for his return. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that's like made the wrestling community or like the locker rooms a lot better in the last like I don't know, 20 years where like if this happened 20 years ago, the 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 dude the person that got their neck broken would be fucking furious and would like career would probably go like tailwind just down the drain but i think biggie's gonna come back he'll be all right he has said like i saw a conflicting article on that that said that because of which vertebrae it is in his spine that is fractured it's the same one that caused i think it was edge to retire no so there's well, so a possibility if it doesn't heal correctly, he can't wrestle again. It's all yes. whether it heals correctly or not. Yeah, it's a matter of it healing correctly. But I don't know. He, Biggie's been been keeping people informed, and you know he's walking around. He's he's doing all right. There, he's has no loss of mobility in his in his extremities, which is all good signs. And he does not require surgery as of right now. So yeah, because they can't operate on that vertebrae is what they said. Not because it's not like a surgerable thing. It's because of which vertebrae it is. They can't because they could cause him to be paralyzed if they like messed it up. That's what I read is that because of which vertebrae it is, they have to let it heal naturally and not do surgery on it, which if it heals wrong could be really bad. It's it's not an out of the woods kind of situation yet, but well, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful. I, I'm hopeful. I'm just I'm also concerned. Yeah, yeah, I I am too. Because I'd obviously be very upset if we never saw another trios New Day match, you know. But on that same leg of news, uh, I did see that Xavier, who's been or King Xavier, who's been injured recently. Uh, is back with Xavier with uh, Kofi Kingston. 
at live events. So we should be seeing a return of King King Kofi or King Xavier soon. Nice. I thought he was going to be out way longer than that. So, so did I. Because he like tore his calf, right? Something like that. Apparently he was doing. He, he was on like the scooter thing. Mm-hmm. When you're on that thing, it's never good. Yeah. Um, sticking with that same match from last week, uh, Sheamus and uh, Ridge Holland, they have a new friend. What's his name? Butch. <laughs> What do we think about the newest it sucks? The newest name change in WWE. This is the worst fucking one yet. Worse than Dewdrop? Yes. 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 Hashtag not my Pete Dunn. Yeah. Hashtag not my Butch. <laughs> butch. <laughs> I think I don't hate it as much because my dog, when I was growing up, his name was Butch. So I like. Okay, the name that's a butch, dog. But that's I like the name dog. Butch. But no, no, I'm not saying I like being. it. I'm not saying I like it for Pete Dunn. It's just I don't hate the name Butch because that was my dog's name. Butch. I can't say Butch any other way. It's just Butch. butch. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have Seamus come on down with Ridge and Butch. <laughs> I fucking Why? Why do we need to do it? Yeah. What, what was the necessity to change that name? Pete Dunn's too hard to say. I don't know. Gunther. I swear to God, if Tommaso Ciampa comes back as Fudge, <laughs> I saw one. It said it's a it's a Gunther Butch Larry, and it was a picture of Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. And then they literally do a Three Stooges thing. Oh, Gunther Butch and Larry. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> yeah, I was... mean. Just why? It's a great question that only like three people can hear. But I did read an article that said that there was a lot of people backstage that were super upset by it. It just—I like Pete Dunn so much. Yep. And I don't know if I can like him the same as Butch. Not to mention when we first showed him, he walked on screen for half a second wearing that stupid fucking hat that was like sitting six inches off his head because his yeah, ponytail was sitting yeah. in it. There was a lot of people online that were like, what's under Butch's hat? <laughs> 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 what's hiding under Butch's hat? <laughs> he done. Oh, shit. Yeah. The hat was bad. The storyline was bad. Big E's neck is bad. Rich Holland's not very good, and Butch is the worst name change of all time. Man, all of that Smackdown. unpacked from one match. SmackDown. It's just SmackDown. <coughs> Let's just package I don't, it as SmackDown. I don't like that he is back together with Ridge Holland, and now we can't even call it Pete Dunn's team. No, it's Seamus' oh. team. I thought about that. <laughs> when this happened, I was like, oh, it's Seamus's team. <laughs> we we could probably just like the three of us, we can just call this Pete Dunn's team. Yeah, but his name is Butch. Butch. Oh my gosh! And they're on SmackDown with Pat McAfee. Yep, Pat McAfee and Butch. <laughs> Butch is um, some other they, quick stuff. They could call them the Butchers. Please no. So bad. <sighs> Please no. 
Um, Pat McAfee, speaking of him, uh, him and Austin Theory, that uh, that that rivalry starting to heat up as much as we didn't fucking want this match at all. I kind of want to see this. I, I just want I wanted to see McAfee and Graves, and I'll stand by that until this I... match happens at Mania, and if it's good, then maybe I'll change my mind. With the ring rust that Corey Graves would have brought back, I think that this is a safer bet for a good match than that one would have been. It doesn't matter. I would have wanted to see Corey Graves wrestle, period. Yeah, but that now we are impacting Pat McAfee's ability because he has someone that is not... Remember how Go the Cole match was? Because Cole can wrestle with anybody. Theory is going to put on a significantly better match than Corey Graves could have. Well... I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Won't we? I bet it's going to be a banger. That's what the kids say nowadays. That shit's going to fucking slap, bro. It's going to slap. What else happened on SmackDown? We had uh, the Tag Team Championships match uh, set for WrestleMania. Yeah, that we did. It is going to be at least the Usos. Definitely the Usos. Shinsuke. Shinsuke and, and uh, Nakamura. No, Shinsuke, Shinsuke is, is Nakamura. Yeah. Shinsuke is Nakamura. Nakamura is Shinsuke. I think you meant to say Boogs. Yeah, Rick Boogs. Yeah, that should be good. I, I can't believe Rick Boogs has a WrestleMania match, but here we are. I'm for it, man. You you love the Boogs? I love Boogs. Rick Boogs. My name is Rick Boogs. Boogs. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's a match of WrestleMania. That should be a thing. I saw that one coming, though, right? Like, with the attack yeah, last I, week? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and I think... That I think that you think they might win. They could. I mean, you, you have to have the dismantling of the but the of the bloodline. You almost said butt line. Relative, I did. I said butt the line. Butt line. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, also known as an ass crack. <laughs> butt line. <laughs> it depends on the butt. Yeah, some of them are flat. Um, just like the earth. What, <laughs> Joe? Don't Please unpack don't that. Ruin our friendship right now. <laughs> don't even start to unpack that. What the butt or the earth thing? <laughs> yeah, don't unpack, unpack your ass on us right now. Don't unpack both. The butt. <laughs> both. Just don't. Don't do either. What else was on SmackDown, Dylan? Um, Ricochet and Sami Zayn rematch was very good compared to the first one yeah yeah ricochet retained uh and then after that uh ronda rousey and charlotte flair beat each other up in a parking lot backs or like the backstage parking lot and i could not be any less excited for a wrestlemania match yeah i would rather watch johnny knoxville than the charlotte versus Ronda match and it's headlining one of the nights 
I wouldn't. I don't think I'd go that far. <laughs> but I, I, I just can't get behind this match. I don't care. I don't care about it at all. I don't think there's anything they can do to make me care about it. We'll see. We'll talk about it next week, but we'll see what they did tonight on SmackDown with it. But it is just not what I'm looking forward to at all. Yeah. <sighs> all of night yeah. one kind of looks not WrestleMania worthy, honestly. Let's see. Let's see. We had, a card, we had a card update last week. Let's see what the card looks like now that SmackDown's over. Well, they uh, updated the, the, the Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. So nothing on night one has changed in the last week. They did update Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville to an anything goes match. Ooh. And they, they added <laughs> Natalia and Shayna Baszler to the women's tag team championship match. So good prediction on whichever one of you said that. And then RK Bro and Street Profits is official, according to Wikipedia. So there we go. Don't know how that got in. Five matches on each night so far. And no mention of the of the battle royals. I read an article today that they might not have the Royals, and if every woman's in the tag team match, they're not going to have anyone to do the women's rumble, the yeah. women's ro- battle royal. So, so I, uh, I saw a call, not a call to arms. That that's probably the wrong words, but for lack of better words, a call to arms of uh, of a a intercontinental championship ladder match in yeah. Memorial. And I'm down for it. I said that, I think, last week, maybe the week before that. But I said I wanted to see Ricochet defend in a, a ladder match. And now that Sean uh, Scott Hall has passed, I think it only makes sense. Yeah, that I mean, like, I associate intercontinental defenses with ladder matches. Probably because of Scott Hall, but they've done it multiple times at this point. At WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. But, and, and now if you could just make it, like a Scott Hall or Razor Ramon, whoever whoever they want to name it after, Memorial Ladder Match, I'm so fucking down for it, man. You could put who, Sheamus and Kofi Kingston in it and other people on SmackDown. Or, I mean, obviously, Ricochet would be in it. All right, so yeah. we got three. Or not have Sheamus and put Butch in there. Butch. Butch. <laughs> or Walter. Gunther. Gunther. I, I don't I don't mind the token big guy in in a ladder match. I just don't know if they have enough singles wrestlers. Yeah, on who else? I don't know who else they could put <laughs> I in. I can't there. think of anybody. Something, something, Cody <laughs> It's <laughs> no Cody, it's Logan Paul. So like the only other stuff I could see them throwing on there is like an intercontinental championship match the united states championship match between finn and damian priest that's bound to happen and then cody and seth yeah yeah and that would make seven matches on each night we still got a couple weeks like two or three of them we'll see and then we'll also see what happens with uh we'll see if kevin owens and stone cold turns into a match i i I don't think it will they Me could either. do it as a segment the first night and a match the second night, but 
I, I think just, the smart I, thing is keep it a segment. Yeah, I see it. I see it being a uh, let's talk, and then Kevin Owens gets a bunch of stunners. Yeah, yeah. and then there are beers in the ring that get yeah. drank. Ooh, the new uh, the new American Lager that Broken Skull just put out. Yeah, I could see them doing that. Uh, let's see. Moving on, Rampage. I have like nothing. Swerve, Swerve Strickland had his debut. It was a good match uh, against Tony Nice. He won, obviously. Swerve did. Before that match happened, I forgot Tony Nice was in this company. He like had his yeah, debut he's match. Been hanging out and on dark and elevation. Oh, yeah. shows I totally care about. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Chad, have you watched uh, NXT Level Up yet? So here's a weird thing about NXT Level Up: you can only watch it live. Huh. What so unless fuck? I try and tune in at 10 o'clock on a Friday, you're not when watching Rampage it. is on. Well, not this week. Yeah, it's yeah, on right now. Here. It's on right now. That's probably what Dylan was hearing. Rampage downstairs. No, it was actually the wind blowing and like making my house like sound like somebody's trying to break in. It's well, fucking it hollow wind. It is pretty windy right now. Yeah. Did you fire a gun at the wind? I don't Yo, you're going real control your narrative with your. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm glad you mentioned that. I forgot to mention that earlier. Did you see the rules for control your narrative came out today? I think the entire wrestling com- like wrestling fan base saw the rules. It wasn't today. It was earlier this week. Oh my god, those are the. <laughs> there are those people that try and tell you that they sh- you shouldn't conform to society. Uh, but instead conform to their version of society kind of people. Can you? Because, yeah. can, I actually haven't seen this. Dude, yeah. one of the rules literally says that there no, you're not allowed to do super kicks. You're not allowed to do tope suicidas and you're not allowed to do Canadian destroyers. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's fight club style. And it's like the first two rule, the first rule of control your narrative is you are in control. And the second rule of, of control your narrative is you are in control. And then like the fifth rule is no Topa suicidas, Canadian destroyers <laughs> or super kicks. What? Dude. Also there was like two different sentences that were like a fight means this in a match is this and fights end when they're done and matches end when the time limit hits. And I was like, I was confused at how matches and fights work, but they were like fight pit fights happen in the pit and matches happen in a ring. And I'm like, what the absolute fuck is this? Yeah, I there was a picture released of uh of an event that I, that Raquel Gonzalez was actually in the background of, um, but there were like she was one of five people in the background. <laughs> it's oh my. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? I have the rules pulled up. Sure. All right. Can I control your narrative rules? Uh, one, you are in control. Two, you are in control, but that's all in caps. Okay. Uh, three, fights end when you tap out, get knocked out, can't stand or quit, but matches can end via pinfall. Standard professional wrestling, that's in quotations, rules apply for sanctioned matches in quotations. Chaos ensues in the project pit. That's in all caps. Uh, no hashtag super kicks, no hashtag Chupa Suicidas, no hashtag Canadian Destroyers. The fight is not with your opponent. It is with yourself. Um, <laughs> the fights will go on as long as they have to. And sanctions, action, sanctioned matches, matches in quotations again, 
will hit their times. If you want to hashtag control your narrative, you have to fight. Boy. I'm not watching this. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. This sounds. I don't even know how to awful. figure out what the fuck I just looked at. That sounds so bad. Did you see the Young Bucks today change their uh, their yeah. Twitter handle to like we do a uh, lots of super kicks, Topaz Suicides, and Canadian Destroyers. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that sounds so bad. All right, uh, let's move on. Let's close out with these last three shows. Monday Night Raw really just revolved around Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Uh, so. <clears throat> Kevin Owens comes out to the ring. Uh, they had like a, a promo or whatever, right? Or was it the KO show? Um, I do not remember. remember at all. What are you talking about? Sorry, can you repeat that? Kevin Owens like starting the show. Oh yeah, it was just it was just a segment. It was just a, a promo, an in ring promo, and then oh no, it was a backstage promo. It was a backstage pro- promo. No, he started out in the ring because he said, "Hey yo." Oh yeah, that. And then hey, he yo. said he he was uh, like nagging on Stone Cold a little bit, saying Kevin Owens said he doesn't even like beer and stuff like that. Yeah, nagging and on then, te- nagging on Texas some more. Yeah, and then they went backstage, and and Kevin Owens was giving a, a pick me up speech to Seth Rollins, and then it was like Seth Rollins is like, "Oh, I have an idea." And he, Seth Rollins goes to the ring and he's like, I'm going to have a, a Seth Rollins show and my guest is going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's when Kevin Owens comes back out and he's like, hey, you can't do that. Yeah, so they decide or they get told they're going to have a match and the winner of the match will be the one that gets to have their talk show with Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Um, I'll just say right now, one, thank God they still had Kevin Owens go over clean in that match to keep it Kevin Owens and Stone Cold and leaving Rollins with nothing to do at WrestleMania still. But that was basically like the story of the night is like, what is Seth Rollins road to WrestleMania here? And it got a lot of people buzzing on the Internet like. We have Johnny Knoxville, Logan Paul already on the card for WrestleMania, and yet one of the best wrestlers in the company, in Seth Rollins, has no spot on the card. I, I don't mind, because we know what's going to come out of it. We hope we know. We know what's going to come out of it. There's no way it doesn't happen. I know. It's just I was so fucking hopeful that Cody was going to show up on yeah, Monday I stayed because up it made so much sense. I stayed up at 11 till 11 o'clock at night. Waiting for fucking Cody Rose and he didn't show. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, like the guy that was in AEW who we fucking hated because his character got so fucking stale. Now we're, we're staying up watching Raw live just to see him debut. Which is why he won't debut till WrestleMania because people are going to continue to do that. Yeah, it's helping the numbers. It's all about the numbers. I guess you're right. Why else do you bring Butch to SmackDown but for numbers? No idea. Yeah, that's that's really all I have for Raw. 
I mean, there was well, the there was the Edge promo, uh, and, yeah. Edge, and Edge Edge, new Edge got music. Mu- new music. Chad was really but, upset about new music. God oh, damn it! We can't even leave the classics alone. Two weeks from now, we're gonna get rid of AJ Styles theme music, and AJ Styles is gonna come back from this like concussion fake thing he's doing right now because of the concerto, and he's gonna have different music. And no, bet they, they did. I thought that Edge was untouchable, but here we are. Well, he got touched. Whoa. <laughs> Ooh. and he got new music <laughs> his music got touched um i also think it's funny like just like the lighting in these promos that he's doing now he just turns in blue yeah nice. but yeah there was literally nothing else on raw that was worth talking about at all it was not a great raw it was literally no. just Literally just uh, Cody anticipation. Yeah, the anticipation for Cody, and it didn't happen. I'm going to boycott Raw this week, or at least watching it live, and watch this will be the week where he shows up. This is, yeah, Cody's going to show up now. I was He's just so thinking fucking about mad. that. The so one week mad. we don't watch Raw is going to be uh, Cody Rhodes showing up, and then we're going to find out on Twitter. Yep. So <laughs> fucking mad. All right, NXT. Um NXT did a lot of build up towards stand and deliver. So I'll just go over like the stuff that we've got official for stand and deliver now. Uh, obviously the North American ladder match that got announced the week prior, but we had a qualifier match. Santos Escobar went over Cameron Grimes. So he's in the match. Um, a kid had his debut against Kushida. Hold on. The Miz. Was on NXT. I'm going over the, just the quick stuff, dude. All right, we'll get all right, to the good right. parts. Uh, a kid went over Kushida, and he's going to face Grayson Waller to qualify for the ladder match. And then uh, two uh, two more matches that they announced for Stand and Deliver: Champa versus Tony D'Angelo, and then the Triple Threat Tag Team Title Match: MSK, the Creeds, and Imperium. Did they not announce Cora Jade versus Manny Rose? I don't think. No, they didn't announce it. They were just backstage segments. Yeah. Also, kinda, I don't know. Did they the Did NXT, they announce? Yeah, the Wikipedia has it on there. Okay, so Mandy Rose and Cora Jade. And, and then I think then Breaker, the Breaker and Ziggler, yep. right? Main event. Breaker and Ziggler, yep. Yeah. So we, we have five we matches have, on the card. Then that's it. That's the card. We've got our card. Oh, there's also the qualifying match between Roger Strong and Solo Sokoa this week as well. Ooh. Oh, Roger Strong is back? I know he's been hanging out on NXT UK, actually. Really? Hmm. Yeah, he's... I did not know uh, that. Yeah, he's, I guess, trying to get Ila Droganov's attention. Oh, that'll be fucking banging, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. That'll be so good. But yeah, back to the beginning... Joe, the Miz was on NXT. Awesome. Yeah, he was. So awesome. he had Miz TV. He was out there. Uh and hanging out with his real life best friend Dolph Ziggler. Hey, yeah, hanging out with Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, Mr. Bobby Mr. Rude. Bob. Uh 
in what LA. They call night? him that like two weeks on Raw. What would they call him? Like, I'm something Bob. Oh, I don't know. He was well. He, I don't know. It was when he had the mustache. He got it. The, he got the name Robert. Robert Rude. Yeah, that's that's what I remember. I don't ever remember him being anything other than Bobby Rude and Robert Rude. I remember someone calling him Bob all the time, but damn, keep going. Chad's gonna ask Chiefs. Um, and then LA Knight comes out. That was good. The like the whole promo, the back and forth between Ziggler and LA Knight, and they made a match between LA Knight and Ziggler in the main event. I thought it was funny though in the promo. Ziggler kept calling LA Knight kid. He's like, listen here, kid. Like shit like that. And I looked it up. Dolph Ziggler is 41. LA Knight is 39. Technically younger, but not a yeah. kid. Not even close. Definitely not a kid. Way older than us. So good though. It was good. In the Just main event. Like- main event. I didn't I didn't get a chance to see it, but from what I read, it seems like it was cut. It seemed like it was cut short a little bit, or just like yeah, didn't get enough time. It, it it felt like they were gonna ramp up more, and then it was just kind of over. But what yeah. what there was of it was good. Nice. I really hope LA Knight gets an NXT Championship run before he goes. But if he's going after Mania, then not a chance. Obviously. Yeah. This might have been his one-off to like get his one championship shot, and now they're going to ship him off. Yeah. I I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we say if we see LA Knight showing up somewhere else. Just kind of sucks because he's finally over in NXT. What do you yeah. mean somewhere else? Like Raw or SmackDown? Or? Yeah, Raw or SmackDown. Oh, okay. Like- As you said, he's, he's 39 years old. So, like, at that age, I... I don't like he's going to get over. I feel like he's going to get over the same way he got over in NXT. But yeah. I feel like he's just going to be a Robert Roode. Where oh, Robert like, like Bobby Roode was so good, so good in NXT. And then he came up, came up to Raw and he was already old. So they're not well, going to SmackDown first. And he won the U.S. championship when he was yeah. there for like three months. And that was good still. And then, yeah, that was that was that whole tournament, right? Yeah, he uh, won the tournament. Baron Corbin was uh was competing or was trying to get it as well or had I remember it. he had matches against Jinder Mahal after Jinder Mahal's title run. Yeah, Jinder Mahal was, some, was there, in the U.S. Championship at the time. There was some kind of fatal four way with uh, Bobby Roode, uh, Bobby Roode, Jinder, Baron Corbin, and I don't remember the fourth one. And then the storyline just revolved around the four of those people getting the u.s title eventually probably um, somebody that's not in the company anymore i mean there's a good chance of it a <laughs> very good chance <laughs> uh um, oh dude randy orton versus bobby Roode versus jinder mahal versus rusev damn oh was that the the mania fatal four-way yep mania 34 two out of four mania 34, yeah, 34. right yeah, yeah. Two out of four. fucking gender Mahal wins that match. Yeah, I remember making predictions for that. Nobody had gender. Shocker. Yeah, why would <laughs> you? 
Um, we also had the Mysterios show up on NXT, and I kind of wanted to make the point of like, I really am enjoying like what WWE is doing here, like bringing Raw and SmackDown stars down to NXT, and at the same time bringing NXT people up to Raw and SmackDown, and also showing like highlights of NXT during Raw and SmackDown to draw more viewers to NXT because it was very obvious when Chad and I went to raw in Columbia, like your average fan doesn't know who these people on NXT are and WWE wants them to know. And it's only going to be good. Yeah. I mean, I was, I said it a couple of weeks ago, I'm a huge fan of using the established stars as or to build the developmental stars back. I said it back when Dolph Ziggler first showed up and I, I compared it to the, the AJ style showing up. It's, it's good. It's good for the guys in NXT. It's good for the the established stars who don't really have a storyline. Yeah. I mean, obviously AJ has a storyline now, but it's just good intermediate storytelling. Yeah, I'm really also enjoying it all. Fix the, I think it'll fix the problem that they have where too often they these guys show up the night after Mania and we've never seen them before. And or we have, but like your average fan hasn't. And then unless they have a really good storyline coming out, some of them just completely falter. Like think of like Alistair Black, like pushed right before uh, Mania and then like didn't really have a great storyline coming out of Mania and then like never really hit a big peak on Raw because of it. Like and then he went to SmackDown if, and he was being built up and people were behind him. He was basically doing this House of Black stuff and then released. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it'll be a great chance to like see these guys before they come up there so people know who they are before they ever show up. I could care less about numbers for NXT and like viewership because like I'll watch no matter what. But yeah. I am excited to see fans getting over on these guys before they ever show up. Yeah. With new music. New music, new names, new everything. Did you they changed Tommaso Champas again? Yeah. But it's a little better than the last time they changed it. I mean, it's they just like the generic words rock music, it, right? Yeah, it's just words on top of it now. Yeah, but it's no one it's will no, survive. No one will survive. Like that was one of the best too. Yeah, I wish they would just stop doing that. Yeah, just all together, just stop, please, with the name. Stop changes changing names. The stop music. changing fucking music. This is a formal request of UWE. We know you're not listening. It could be this week. Yeah. Michael could be. Hey, Michael. What's up? Hello. Hello. Fuck you, Michael Cole. Yeah. Call him Pete Dunn this week, Michael. And badass Billy Gunn. <laughs> BA. Anything but butch. Butch. All right. Um, Dynamite. We started with a trios match, Red Dragon and Adam Cole against Hangman Page and Jurassic Express. Very good match, I thought. Very entertaining. Yeah. That's pretty much like it from that. Like just shout out to them. Good match. I think it is worth noting that Adam Cole picks the victory clean over Jungle Boy again. Yeah, well, it wasn't even that. It was you had your your tag team champs and your AEW champ lose to 
whatever their name is now, Undisputed Era. It's, yeah, we'll just it's, call them it's Undisputed Era. Yeah, you had you had all three of your major male champions lose to Undisputed Era. Scorpio Scott doesn't mean anything to you anymore. Yeah, dude, what the heck? Oh, there are no secondary championships, right? I forgot. Cody <laughs> Rhodes made that clear. Bullshit. Um, speaking of Scorpio Sky, he defended against Wardlow, the face of the Revolution ladder match winner, on Dynamite this week, and uh, Chad was right. MJF costing so, Wardlow the victory, which this sucks. is going to be such a banger when fucking Wardlow and MJF finally have a match. Yeah, it has to be a double or nothing, right? Yeah. If it's not, then I don't know what. I just don't know how we're going to get Wardlow two months of time between now and then before he gets his hands on him just because he's not as good on the mic as MJF. He can't do promos every week he did with CM Punk. Yeah, do an injury angle. Somebody (laughs) somebody hurts somebody, and then they come back a couple weeks before double or nothing, and then... there you have go. MJ have like Wardlow disappear after his beatdown this week and yeah. Yeah, that could work. Wardlow comes out this week, calls out MGF, the rest of the pinnacle, and gets his ass beat, injured for a month and a half, and there's your story. Yeah. Um the or I'm sorry, uh, Mox Moxley and Danielson. They had a tag team match against best friends. Well, it was what was it? It was Chuck Taylor William and Wheeler Yoda, I think. And, yeah. uh, Taylor. It, it, William Regal kept calling Chuck Taylor and uh, Wheeler Yuta kids. Chuck Taylor is not a young man. Yeah, Chuck, but Chuck Taylor. <laughs> Chuck Taylor, at least late thirties. I'm going to say thirty-eight. Is that your final guess? Yes. Joe, do you have a guess at how old Chuck Taylor is? Well, now I'm thinking it's like 43. It's not that bad. 35. But, dude, this dude has had 15 different wrestling names. Are you ready for some of these crazy ones? Ooh, give, yeah. me, the, give me your favorite one. Uh, Mr. Azerbaijan. <laughs> what? Uh, the number two, I think, is Rick Beanbag. Okay. Touch Phillips. Benny Fig. Bug Nevins. How we do it, Karate Durling. These are Rich awesome. Mahogany. <laughs> These are awesome. What, what Scoot, is Scoot what Tatum? Is w, what is WWE doing using Butch when names like this are out there? <laughs> Scott Tatum, Scoot Tatum. Sorry. Oh my God! These are amazing. Yeah. Um. I want to I want to end dynamite with the the Jericho Appreciation oh. Society stuff, so we'll get to that last. Uh, Chad, your thoughts on the Hardy Boys debut on Dynamite? It was rough. I gotta be honest. Matt's bald spot's really aggressive, and Matt just doesn't flow super well in the ring anymore. And it Jeff's top rope moves all looked awful. Even the swanton at the end of the match, like, was a struggle. Yeah. Just, I was okay never seeing them again. And I accepted that as a fan, as a, as a huge fan. This is just not, this might taint it a little bit. Ooh. 
Ooh, okay. Not to mention, did you see the article today about Jeff Hardy? He did an interview talking about his like walking out of WWE. Yeah, there's a lot of people that aren't happy about like what he said on his about his departure from the WWE. I just said like he like walked out because he just wanted to walk out. Yeah, which. I don't think anyone is okay with that. Even like AEW fans are probably like, why did we hire this guy? Hopefully yeah. because he wants to be there and not walk out. He was about to get a WWE universal title shot against Roman Reigns before he walked out of WWE. What more could he? Allegedly. You have to say I that. Really yeah. yeah. I, I understand him wanting to be with his brother. Like, they came into this world together. They should go out together. They're both old. They don't have a lot of time left. Are you saying they're about to die? No. The the wrestling world. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Joe, you're so morbid today. That reminds me of a of a you quote where where you were I think it was Jeff Hardy too. Where you were like, Yeah, you know, I know he doesn't have a lot of time left. <laughs> we're like, oh my god! He's die. I have no idea what episode that's that would be, or how how we would ever find it. But uh, that's that's definitely something that that we we've called you out on before. So I'm yeah, gonna I, say I'm not. I accept that one. <laughs> I probably uh, did say that. And completely forgot to talk about with the Wheeler Yuta stuff. Like he tried to join the and and make it start start like the faction with Mox and Danielson. Yeah. And I I was watching it like on a very low volume, so I couldn't really tell what was being said. Not a lot between was, the two. Yeah. There were like, no mics involved. It was just like they were talking and and like basically Mox and Danielson were just like, no. Nah. And then he got slapped. Wheeler But Yuta. then afterwards, Wheeler Yuta was like, he came right back in William Regal's face, and William Regal was like, okay, kid, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think you need, to, I, you need to run off now, but good job, kid. Yeah, there's going to be something there like in the future. Like, I think that's kind of what we're going to see here with this Mox and Danielson team as they go up against these other tag teams that have some up and coming star and they try. Well, they don't try, but the other up and coming stars are like, damn, I kind of want to be taught by these dudes. And I, that's I, all lead I up think, to them winning the title. I think yeah. that that'll be awesome. Like if, well, specifically, specifically Brian, like I think that him being an AEW should be a him teaching people the right way to become a a personality in wrestling, not just a personality, but a good in-ring technician. I just hope that. William Regal, but I can't really justify saying the same thing for John Moxley. Like John Moxley is a is a deathmatch guy, in my opinion. Ooh. I don't think he's a great technical wrestler. But I've enjoyed everything since he came back from rehab, like a lot. Yeah, same. I, I yeah, I, I I have too. I, I think he's doing a lot better work right now, and I I like I've liked a lot of variations of his character being Dean Ambrose and John Moxley, but I I've never thought that he was like ever in competition as number one wrestler. Yeah. He'll, he'll never make my, my top five 
probably my top 10. But I like his a lot of his character work. I just hope that if we keep this going, we don't have to listen to William Regal and commentary every time because it was rough. Yeah. The commentary was not good with William Regal. He kept cutting people off and like he had a response to everything. So it like it really outweighed the commentary team having William Regal up there. Yeah, he's yeah. he's not polished and no. yeah, I don't I don't like, think he should be on commentary. I, I liked him as as GM. Not that I think AEW needs a GM. No. But specifically backstage, like you saw the outpouring of love for William Regal when he got released from NXT. If he takes a backstage role in AEW, like he had the backstage role in NXT as as a trainer, I think that it's it's only beneficial for AEW. So I think him being in that company is awesome for AEW, and not just for his on screen role that he has right now. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, main event cage match, women's world championship, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. Uh, Thunder Rosa is our new women's world champion. Uh, how are you feeling about that? Awesome. Good. I, I mean, thought the I match, thought... oh, the match was great. Yeah, yeah, the match was good. I I still think I'll put it as number two for the for the trios of the trio of matches that we've seen from them. Yeah, I think the one at Revolution is probably the worst one, and then the, the St. Patrick's Day slam lights out match, probably the best. Yo, I got yeah. a I got an AEW opinion. I hate AEW cages. They're just like so different from what they're Helena cells without a roof. Yeah. Without a roof. There's like a gap there. I hate that. I yeah. fucking can't stand it. And they weren't even so like on the side away from the camera. The gap was really small, but on the camera side, the gap was big enough for them to walk around and grab chairs. Yeah. Probably because um, they wanted chairs in the match. And I yeah, mean, we saw just, how that went with the fucking giant chair spot that they set up. I had a quote from this match. Chairs. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, let me find it real quick. Keep on talking. Let I just cut you remember. off and then let me tell you to wait. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So JR, <laughs> JR said we, what we were all thinking. Uh, he said, someone tell me why we need thumbtacks under the damn ring. <laughs> my dad asked that about the exact same time jr said it. my dad was watching it and he was like well that makes no sense why would there be a bag of thumbtacks under there and my, <laughs> my sister the one who like was making fun of mankind goes they need to poster board things to the side of the ring <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what they need those hundreds of thumbtacks for oh it's, my it's god giant cork board if you didn't know <laughs> the whole thing um all right the last thing to talk about <laughs> like the most opinionated thing on this show is the uh the inner circle 2.0 the jericho appreciation society i know one of you has some positives and the other one some very very negatives about this whole thing so i'll let you guys go ahead and finish out with this chad you go first because mine's not a real not necessarily a real positive it's a it's a silver lining so i'll go i'll let you go first all right in AEW's attempt to poke at other companies, they have now created a WWE poke fun at group centered around Chris Jericho, where they've taken a bunch of guys who didn't make it in WWE plus Chris Jericho 
and they are calling themselves sports entertainers and they changed everyone's names here right after funny Jericho funny said. quote they said we're gonna name ourselves our real names chris jericho jake hager and i was like uh buddy we all know that's not your real fucking name chris um they told these like stupid stories about how people appreciate him and he's telling you from his own point of view like i did this thing that was so nice to other people so they appreciate me and then jake hager was like we're gonna beat people up and then they just <laughs> made fun of wwe a lot and at the end all be all i got done with the whole thing and i hated about every fucking second of it it was like, this is it was it's good. going too far to make fun of wwe if it was a subtle jab i would have enjoyed it it's also they didn't get crowd response for the things that he was going for like he said the joke that was like that was a bad decision from bad creative he made that same joke from the inner circle thing yeah and the crowd didn't pop for it at all yeah like i think he was hoping for like a big pop from it and like the crowd was like but this is AEW's creative that decided to call them 2.0 well you know like now you're making fun of us or us so and i just i just felt like the crowd response was not very good to it i hated every bit of it and this is zero percent when I wanted Chris Jericho to be doing like his Twilight tour. Yeah. So Joe, your silver lining. So before I before I get into my silver lining, uh, the one thing I saw the internet blow up most about was in in the promo that Chris Jericho was the lead in. He said on January sixth, and then he paused and then said 2019. And that's when he started going into Daniel Garcia's injury where he donated to the GoFundMe and stuff like that. But the <laughs> internet was like, internet threw up a whole bunch of like, like this is what, like the sweating face and stuff like that when they heard Chris Jericho say January 6th. <laughs> and then I, I like, I, I Googled it because, you know, I, I, I wasn't really sure where they were going with that. Uh, obviously. We're talking about January 6th, 2020. Uh, that's where they thought that he was going to go with it. Uh, and I Googled it and I realized that there was a whole bunch of like news stories about Chris Jericho's wife being being like in D.C. on January 6th. And like also how how uh, Chris Jericho donated to like Trump's campaign and stuff like that. Uh, so that Don't like that. that that went into a whole bunch of like why why people were like sweating when he said on january 6th. oh my god <laughs> are you sure this wasn't like an onion article no 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 it was like multiple articles <laughs> well okay uh, <laughs> yeah so just like i'm gonna need more. a whole week to just digest that yeah so so that that's like the thing i saw and like that popped most of me was that was that he said that date and then he obviously was talking about an, a legitimate like car accident and uh but then the other thing uh my silver lining if you will is chris jericho has started a, a faction before in AEW, and at the start of that it was it was sammy guevara jake hager who i don't think will ever actually get over and Santana and Ortiz. 
And now you have Sammy Hager, who's obviously a star in AEW. He's the Sammy Hagar was the lead singer of Van Halen. I said Sammy Hager. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say it more than once? Well, also, there's not a Sammy. Yeah, I meant. I, yeah, I. I meant Sammy Guevara. Uh, I got I mixed up Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager, and I oh. said Sammy Sammy Hager, which okay. you're right, was the second lead singer of Van Halen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh sorry yeah so jake hager who i don't think is ever going to get over you have sammy guevara who obviously has gotten over he's a two-time tnt champ and then santana and ortiz who we think will be aw tag team champions so he's taken yeah he's taken jake hager along with him because they like aw has nothing else to do with him and he's taken ever rise slash 2.0 slash whatever the fuck their new names are who have obviously like struggled in the past to get over and he's got daniel garcia who has been going along with 2.0 since they've gotten here and i think if if chris jericho if his job is to form factions that will eventually like will start as a as a heel team and will eventually become a face team and make these guys like actually appreciated in the company i think that chris jericho as a legend is is doing his job you're saying there is a chance that people called daddy magic and cool hand Ange are going to get over sure is that what they're called daddy magic matt menard is matt lee his his new name is daddy magic matt menard okay and jeff parker is now cool hand Ange angelo parker and they added, they added to Daniel Garcia's name. It's not Red Death. It's Mask of the Red Death, Daniel Garcia. Yeah. So, like, that's do gonna I take? Do, that's going to take some time for me to. Just I don't know, know if I'll ever like that. That's awful. Used to. It's not. It's not great. But just remember, on episode forty-eight, I said that this this was a potential silver lining that that. Chris Jericho's taking people that don't really have a storyline and he and Chris Jericho's always going to be on TV and he's probably going to he's probably going to do something with for these people. I'm not arguing that it's going to make those guys have real storylines and a faction is going to help them be more I guess focused and therefore probably more enjoyable than they've been since they were like 2.0 and come back and just have like these random attack sessions where they just attack somebody then get their ass kicked afterwards. <laughs> but like I don't care. I I don't you yet don't either. care right now. I, I don't, don't care yet know either. If I could ever care. But it's just a weird group of people to add to a stable with Chris Jericho to me and then the overuse of the WWE like shit talking was almost cringy. I just we it just wasn't to, almost cringy. It was cringy. We just have to remember to mark this down as Chad saying he's never gonna care about the Jericho Appreciation Society. And then when he starts to Man, we'll have to refer I back to this. Yeah, There's a couple so weeks good. ago, maybe a couple months ago at this point, he also hated Cody Rhodes and could never get over on Cody Rhodes and now and then he brought a sign to Raw that said I want Cody. So. That's true. <laughs> like, like I was gonna say, I think that 
there's so few things on AEW that they do that I don't care about. They usually are very good about keeping me entertained with every storyline. So I have hope for this, but I this segment was ultimately overly cringy and I hated it. I will leave it at that. I don't know. When he first said sports entertainer, I giggled. And then it got cringier from there, but yeah. Yeah, it just got worse and worse. Well, all right. Um that's it for Dynamite and the show. So next week we have another retro pay-per-view. It's going to be the Royal Rumble from 1999. It's a big one. Pretty sure we do have the I the famous I quit match between the Rock and Mankind on that one. And then uh a pretty honorable winner of the 1999 Royal Rumble if I you know, pretty pretty sure it's a it's a very very good well known wrestler that wins the 1999 Royal Rumble. So, Dwayne Gill. <laughs> stay stay tuned for that. And then also, uh, weekly recap. Just going to keep building up on the build to WrestleMania and NXT Stand and Deliver, and uh, we'll see what happens next week with Chad's favorite group, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT Wrestling Pod. We have been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan, Chad, and Joe. Catch you on down the road. I was thinking about you.